Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Morning Woods podcast. As always, if you have not done it, go down to the bottom, hit like, hit subscribe. It helps so much. It helps me get to your page, get on your phone so you can see these videos when you come out. YouTube doesn't want me to be on your phone. I want to be on your phone. So hit that like, hit that subscribe button so I can be on your phone. In studio today, I have a very special guest. This guy is the the host of the podcast, the Joe Kelly Experience. He's here in town this weekend doing the Dayton Funny Bone. I know you missed him because this is post-show, but you can see him in Minneapolis very soon, and Joe's going to give you that date here in a second. You guys, welcome Joe Kelly to the podcast, everybody. Here we go. What's good, brother? What's up? Bro? How are you, man? Whoa. There we go. You got yeah. a lot of fans out there, Joey. I forgot about the soundboard. I'm probably not going to do a good job of hitting any of those. So you keep, yeah, you stick, you got long enough arms. I never high. do it though, but I always like, I just remember I was like, just for some comic relief, if we need it, you know, it's good. I like it. It's old time. It's radio style of uh, 100%. doing a broadcast, which is a lost art form. And that's, yeah, yeah. That's where I started comedy was working in radio. So I appreciate the soundboard more than most people probably do. Really? Classic, so, dude. It's classic. That's cool. No, you've actually been on my podcast before. So you guys go back and watch that older episode, but that was via Zoom. So this is the first time we're, we're getting to actually meet in person. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that about you. So I've watched your podcast before, but I didn't know you started as a broadcaster. Tell me kind of. How that um, became a thing for you? Oh man, I was in, I was doing a year of community college in Flint, Michigan, and my second semester I wasn't do. I took a radio class my second semester, and I wasn't doing anything but playing poker online until like seven in the morning. So I wouldn't go to any of my classes, but the radio class was on a Thursday at like six thirty. So I made that one every week. So I just kind of was like, I think I'll do this. Because it's the only thing that I've done the whole semester. Is it because you liked it? So you just kind of leaned into that? Or like, what was it about the radio? You That's were... Definitely what it was, was the fact that I liked it. I just, I don't, I've always been a, a, ra- a show of, uh, a fan of radio shows in general. Yeah. Howard Stern was always, like when Howard Stern was on E, you know what I mean? Yes. You remember when he had that E network I, show? I remember when he has, when his movie came out and I was a kid, I was like, I want to be like that guy. I was like, I don't want to be a rock star. I want to talk about rock stars. I don't know what it was. There was something about that whole movie that really drew me to kind of maybe this too. I think I'm only just now realizing that though, to be honest with you, that was kind of an impact on my childhood. Do you think it was because he was like, uh, at the point in time, he was very like a counterculture guy. Do you think that's why? Cause the, I think the so. movie went against the, against the grain of it. He everything. had like long hair and he yeah. was like, yes, I like that. Yeah. Yes. I'd like the fact that he was different than everyone. And I was too always. So that made sense there, to me different yeah. even as a child. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, that was a time when you could, like part of radio, we swear on this podcast. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, cool. I just make sure. I don't know. It's because it's the morning woods. This is you YouTube. know what I mean? Welcome. People don't like this, you cursing yeah. before you had their coffee or whatever it is. So I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> but part of like radio, especially in the '90s, with like Howard Stern, like Opie and Anthony, part of getting part of getting bigger, and I guess it does still work today, is like you fuck up and then you get paid more. That was how Howard Stern built a career. Mm-hmm. Was like he'd go to these small markets, cause just chaos and a mess, and then somebody in a bigger city would hire him. Opie and Anthony did the same thing. Is Kanye West doing that now, dude? I, I don't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kanye's on to Howard Stern's tricks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure Too out soon. if Kanye is just crazy, or there's part of me that feels like he knows exactly what he's doing. It seems that every time he has a new drop or a new brand deal or something, he do- goes out in the media and he makes a spectacle. 
And and eventually people forget about that and they remember who, who this cool ass dude is. Yeah. <laughs> like they listen, he has all these albums. Like he made college dropout. Are we really gonna like tell him he can't have any more money? Like it's technically one of the greatest albums of all time. Well, yeah, you're never gonna get his money or anything like that. And it, you can I don't stop know. paying him now, but whatever he has is kind of in he's his. He's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be fine. And there's always gonna be someone to give him some money. You, Do you know, know what I mean? In my head, when I heard it, this was my. My sort of, I, I try to get in Kanye's like billionaire, crazy, artistic, narcissistic, narcissistic kind of mind. And I was like, okay, if I'm him, I see my value, right? I see how much I've grown. I see that these fucking Kardashian princesses love me. Like I have all the power in the world, right? So if Adidas is going to pay me this much and I can see that they can make so many billion dollars off of my name and my idea, why not drop myself from that? redo it myself since I have the capital. Now he has a few billion. He has the money that he was talking about not having a few years ago before he couldn't get into fashion. He does have that capital now. He does have people like Richard Branson as his friend and Elon Musk. You know, I mean, he's just, he's got more now to actually make these shoes himself. So why not just go and do it himself? That's what I think. I think he flipped the game on its head. You think he's going to, he's coming for a, a major sh- he's going to try and go for like the major shoe companies I think he's going to be America. like the next he's going to try and be Nike, Nike he's going to be Adidas yeah 100% yeah, yeah. I think he's sick of merging with him and he was like uh I'm just going to like what's the best way to drop your contracts I mean it's it's not like he doesn't know what to go out there and say I think he said some dumb dumb shit yeah, about a lot of people and some of it stuck he's always been saying dumb shit though. Mm-hmm. that's not- been his whole thing I've never been a huge Kanye fan in general I've enjoyed some of his music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? College Dropout was good. I really liked 808s and Heartbreaks, even though it's not a popular album amongst Kanye fans, apparently. So I've been told. He's just a great producer. Yeah, but I've always thought he was kind of a an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, but everybody has spent, how long has it been? 15, 20 years calling him a fucking genius every day of his life. And now he starts saying the stupidest you. shit. And I also don't like the fact that people turn their back on him so easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I hate that shit. I think it's just another one of those moments like Hurricane Katrina when he like, you know, went against the president and he was yeah. like, okay, that's the first, that was the first moment I think. And I watched the documentary and I kind of looked back and I think that was like when he noticed how much attention he got, everybody was like, oh, he's gone crazy. No, he just saw how much media he at that point was getting mentioned with like big, big celebrities that were doing multi-million dollar movies. He's on Tom Cruise level type shit yeah. after that because everyone's talking about the story. Oh. And I think in his mind, he was like, okay, if I want to be on Tom Cruise level and I want to be on like Batman level and and be talked about in the mainstream and not just in hip hop, I need to do bigger shit that gets my eyes, more eyes on me. And I think he capitalized on it, man. Like, I don't know if he's crazy. Maybe he is. Maybe we all have mental issues, especially as entertainers. And yeah. and as you get more and more decadence and more yes men and money around you, yeah, he could probably really fucked him up. That and then you know he's watching uh, somebody else raises kids now and yeah. shit like that. Like A another, another man be around <laughs> his kids. I don't know exactly <laughs> who is fucking who anymore. I don't care, but it's like that probably has that'll fuck with you too. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're going through a. a breakup whatever but there's all have you seen him talk about his his how he likes going into depositions because he can be honest no he goes into depositions and he likes to fuck with the people asking him questions so he there was one clip where he's talking about 
there's some prosecutor, some attorney, somebody asking him questions, and he's sitting with his hands in his or his face in his hands, and he just keeps looking down, and he's not talking to them at all. And they're like, "Mr. West, can you, can you?" They're kind of being aggressive, like, "Get your face out of your hands." He's like, "You need to treat me with respect in order for me to do that." And they're like, "Fine, Mr. West, will you please take your hands away from your face?" And he goes, "No." <laughs> so he just he's just fucking with people. So that clip alone tells me that he probably knows what he's doing most of the time. He's a man child. Yeah. And I still don't know what he said that is wrong necessarily. You know? Oh uh, yeah. We don't have to, yeah, yeah. Not that it was wrong. It's morally maybe. Morally maybe. I think what it is is he just he said the, what he said was too true, maybe. I think so. You know, it's come on. No, but, well, people don't want people looking into that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's just... You're like, going to get some Scooby-Doo characters out here looking into the wrong business. But I feel Meddling. Like Jewish people running the media is like a... It's an ongoing it's joke like in comedy. It's like a panel joke from Johnny Carson. You know what I mean? Kanye's not a comedian, though. Still, though. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. And it's... Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're right, dude. I mean... It's like it's a stereotype that I think is... I don't know why people... Jewish people have always been so friendly about it, too, it seemed. Does that it's, make sense? Yeah. They're like, yeah, we do own everything. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> you know? It's kind of silly. Yeah, we they kind of play into it. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about converting recently. I don't know. Maybe. To Judaism? Maybe I can own the studio someday. Would you go Hasidic and get the full brim hat and everything? No, but did you see the new Ari Shafir special? I watched it today. He said that Miss Pat called them curly fries. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. my. God. I don't need to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but I watched like the, the first half burns. hour. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't. I can't. I keep trying to finish it and stuff will happen, but. It's very good. Have you seen the new Gillian Keefe special? I haven't watched that. I finally watched the full thing last night, and it was uh, there was one sketch that was kind of like weird, but and it was like I don't know what they were going for here, but majority of it, I was very pleased with everything. That, I mean, it was shot so fucking well. It was like watching a Netflix movie or something, but it was like the best sketch comedy I've ever seen because it's so over the top. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of comedy you're into, but I I like stuff where people like really push the envelope and go too far. Dude, I've been a, a I've been a big fan of pretty much everything that Shane Gillis has been putting out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just think he's I think he's funny. I think you'll really like it then. Yeah, I've seen they put out one on YouTube for free, and I watched that the one. the Guy Fieri one. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought that was I thought that was one of the better ones even, and they kind of put that in the middle of the special because it's kind of like the climax. But yeah, he's like Haruto, this chicken is spicy. It's getting in the wounds. <laughs> Dude, I wish I could quote shit. I watch shit and then I forget. I just know I enjoyed it when I watched it, and it's then so I don't good, remember dude. anything else about it. I just I remember sitting there and watching it, going, "This is fun." Yeah, Gillis and is then great. I, forget. I think yeah, Shane's the man. Getting canceled dude. from SNL was the greatest thing that's ever happened to that guy. And, yeah, and now he's making the coolest sketches that I've ever seen on the internet. So. He was like the one where the Howard Stern thing, where I was trying to make the example of like, well, that used to happen, but now it doesn't. But then you look at Shane Gillis, and that's exactly what happened. Even, even Rogan, in a weird way, you can kind of like put there with the Howard Stern like of our day because um, before that whole, uh, you know, Pandy and the COVID thing and all that, people like protesting against him and all that, right? That yeah. was similar to what, what was going on with Stern, right? He was getting canceled from the network and yeah. Rogan kind of left YouTube at, in opposition to this whole, um, how do you say, uh, like censorship thing, right? Was that part of it? Him leaving YouTube was part 100%. of that? Really? That's what I hear. Oh. I don't know. I've never heard that before. I don't know. 
But I know they, they still put clips out on YouTube. Yeah. But his show's not on there anymore. I know. Well, he signed it with Spotify or It's whatever. exclusive to yeah. one place. And I think he wanted to find one place that wasn't willing to censor him. Ah. So that's a big okay. part. If you listen to him, I think that he kind of like never really tells that fully, but kind of dispels that. Yeah. YouTube has anime. gone a slippery slope to uh, just like. I'm just taking away everything that's fun. You know what I mean? The stuff that's kind of out there and yeah. shit. Like, that's where... Dude, I've, I've learned found about everything. new places recently, though. Have you heard of Rumble? Rumble? Yeah, for I, sure. I think I'm going to get on there because I I watch a lot of Russell Brand. You watch Russell yeah, Brand? Yeah, yeah. I love watching his I was. His he hasn't updates. been popping up on YouTube much lately. I don't know if he's Because he's on off. Rumble. Okay. Well, I've heard that they may be giving him a big deal. Kind of like one of those Joe Rogan things where he just goes over there because he has um, he has over 6 million subs on YouTube. Okay. But he's only putting out like a lot of short-form content and saying, hey, come over to my Rumble and we'll really talk about it. And I'm like, oh, shit. What's going on on Rumble? I don't know if it's a... Is it that an outside of the U.S. platform or... No, I think it's just a... Can a you find out, Mark? Conservative, no? more of a conservative-leaning YouTube. Okay. It's pretty... I don't know, if, business-wise, I don't know if it's if it's based out of the U.S., but Sometimes I, that I has have to... some stuff on Rumble. I heard about it this past summer, so then it was like once I How was... How are your videos doing on there? I dude, I haven't fucking put anything on there in forever. I just I let it you. fall by the wayside for some reason. Yeah. But it was like, because when I was doing it, it was like, well, if I'm just going to just copy and paste what you're putting on YouTube and just put it on Rumble too. But then, ah, for some reason. Is there an audience on there? Because I know YouTube does push my stuff. I think there is for some people, but I wasn't, it was like, the shit on YouTube was doing, I was getting more views on YouTube, especially putting out that album or that special or whatever you want to call it on there. So that was driving people to your podcast? That was going, yeah. So then it was like, and then Rumble was like, I wasn't getting anything over there with the clips, with anything that I was posting that I was gaining traction with on YouTube before I kind of started to get some followers. Yeah. So then I was like, and I think maybe that's why I was like, I'm just going to stick over here because I know... uh Andrew Tate, I don't know if you know him at all. I've he's heard of him, yeah, yeah. Deplatformed or whatever. He's over on Rumble, so he still does stuff. And yeah. yeah, he's just on Rumble now because he's I, th- this banned is, from everything. I was scared to watch his videos because, I, right, I heard about him right when he got banned, and I was like, "Fuck!" If I start oh, watching man. these in my feed, you know what I mean? It's like, am yeah. I going to get flagged? Is YouTube not going to push me? Like, I even when the thing happened with Alex Jones, I was like, "Fuck!" Can I watch his videos anymore? Like, should I have this on my phone, bro? Good luck finding him. Well, that's, that's why you got to go to his website. He's on Rumble, too. Okay. I think Ben Shapiro is on Rumble. Because he's also been taken away. Kind of, Or there's just, there's like more freedom. And again, I think it's just the fact that people who are, that you can't find their content anywhere else are on Rumble. So then other people are like, because Ben Shapiro, I'm pretty sure, is still fine on YouTube. He's not, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. So he's like, well, say he if people are going for Alex for... Jones videos and, and shit like that, there's still that audience that maybe I'll have him over on Rumble. I think the Hodge twins are over on Rumble, too. I used to watch their stuff fellas. all the time. They're pretty funny guys. Yeah, yeah. Do they do stand-up or they just like do comedy YouTube I've videos? never seen their show, but I maybe they, maybe I they do I've something. I seen them on a Funny Bone flyer one time or Dude, something. Dude, I think they're doing... They're doing an early Sunday show, maybe this weekend or next weekend. They popped up whenever I was trying to figure out where the fuck I'm going with Weber. It was uh, they popped up on a calendar for an early Sunday show at a bone or I an think improv it or something. Might have been a bone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought I saw the same that thing. It would when make I was... sense that they're working funny bones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. It seems like that's where everybody goes. Like, uh, if you once you kind of like. Either uh, a funny bone is kind of like a weird medium, like for comics, right? It's like. Either like you get to a place that's big. When you come from like nothing in the bottom, you get to the place where you're like working them and you're good. But when you already have stardom and fame, 
you can kind of just come in the door and, and work those clubs. The yeah. same as guys that it took us like eight or 10 years to get those rooms. And like, I'm not no knocking those guys or anything. I'm just saying like, that is a medium that works in a lot of different ways. I think, um, because it is, uh, just a place where people can gather and do different types of shows. And, but I don't know, I guess it was built for comedy, but it is different now, right? You have these different kind of stars. Yeah. Well, platforms it's, coming. it's at the end of the day, it's a, uh, it's a comedy club, but their goal is to, it's an event space. It's a venue yeah, yeah, is what, what it is. At. So it's like, maybe they're not doing music and they're not going to do, you know, whatever else that people are doing. They do a fucking dungeons and dragons fucking show at, at the Zanies in Nashville. They at do our local clubs a month here in Wiley's at our local club. I don't know if they still do it, but for a while they were doing like an all men's review. Like once or twice a uh, uh, once or twice a quarter, like there would be like a my, magic mic deal. At the, oh, that's what okay. At the that's comedy what I was gonna club. say like burlesque, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, like, not burlesque. Fuck, well, like men burlesque. Well, yeah, like men burlesque, but like hardcore, Jesus like not over Christ. the top, like the shit you see on Pornhub or anything, but like a pretty hardcore, uh, you know, dancing and like at the funny bone here, not the bone, but the okay. the, the the one that Chappelle, one. the one that Chappelle just bought downtown. It's it's been it's the oldest club in the Midwest. It's called Wiley's. They have a great okay. Su- I know they have a I've great Sunday show there too. If you're not, I don't know. You probably hop on it if you talk to Mike. Um, he, I think he's hosting it actually. My camera guy tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow if you're still in town, they will be in Fort Wayne tomorrow. I'll be in Fort Wayne. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good Sunday show if you're ever coming through town. Though. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a mic, but I mean, it's like ten guys do like five or six minutes. Is it every stuff. Sunday? Every other Sunday, I think. Damn, I'm okay. doing it on the 20th. I'll okay. be on the 20th. I'll holler at you because I'll be coming back up this way in, not necessarily to to Dayton, but I'm going to be getting back up to Michigan in December. So I'll hit you up about that. Yeah. And maybe figure something out where I can That'd be make, cool. make a stop. I'm trying to. Yeah, maybe come back to something. do the show again or something. Yeah, Promote absolutely. some dates or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah for That'd sure, be awesome, dude. bro. I would love that. Hell yeah, man. But yeah, anyway, I found but, out about it because, you know, you know, you know how you just you know comics and comics work at clubs too like they're usually the door guys or the cooks and shit right yeah there's a lot of that so i was hanging out with the homie one time and i was going down to the oregon before a mic and i was just stopping in wiley's to say what's up because i knew they were having a show but it was an off night so i didn't know what was there and i don't even think it was on the marquee and i just kind of went in and they were like whoa don't go in the showroom and i was like what's up and he was like just kind of there's like this all-male review thing and kind of uh. what was going on i was like Word up, I'm not staying. And then the manager came out and she's like, you're not here to stay for the show or anything, right? She's like, no comics tonight. And I was like, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> they wouldn't even let you in? Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's it was. terrible. It wasn't like that. Would I want to go and hang? Though? Well, yeah, I it mean. It was like a bunch of fucking 50-year-old ladies. Yeah, that's dude. That's was 150 I would, I would old ladies. I would love to be hanging out. Fucking picking up some scraps after that show, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That was the homie Nick Get Taylor before ladies. he moved to New York. He was, when he, he used to be the door guy at Wiley's and, uh. Yeah, they used to do it all the time. I don't know that they still do it, but yeah, you know, as a venue, yeah, they got to sell it's tickets, a venue, man. They yeah. gotta, they're trying to get people in there. Yeah. Shaking their dicks, talking about their dicks, selling yeah. drinks. Selling drinks. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. Quesadilla, maybe something Quesadilla, like that. Quesadilla, a little so- pork Sammy. Nana yeah. before she hits the road. Get that two-drink minimum and then give her, yeah, <laughs> uh, give her some bread. Because they're pouring them strong. Yeah. At Wiley's, they pour them strong as fuck. I don't drink anymore, but I remember when I did, it was... Seems like every time I go in there, I just get fucking blackout drunk off my two drink minimum. Well, yeah, all their fucking crazy cocktails. They're like, you know, their specialty cocktails are all like four different kinds of liquor. Yeah, dude. Know? Or they have those giant buckets of like frozen liquor. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that, bro. It's all part of it, though. Yeah. That's a hard realization too of like doing comedies. You're just like, well, it's if I if I just keep doing it, eventually I'll be able to like work these places because I can. 
you know, because I can do comedy or whatever. Yeah. But then it's like, well, that's not it, dude. It's like, are you selling? Is anybody going to come see you? And it's like, well, I don't know anybody. They're like, well, then fuck off. We don't care how good you are. <laughs> yeah. We don't care how good you are. <laughs> you know, you can either sell tickets or you can do, you know, you can work these fucking rooms in, in these shit rooms, hotels forever. and casinos and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like people who can do that and do that well, pe- comics who can just work a room who have no audience, who have just been doing it long enough that can you can put them in any room and they'll get people to laugh with whatever they're doing, are fucking, it's a, it's a respectable fucking thing, but you're making $400 and then having to send a buck 25 back to the booker. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's such a hard, I don't know, some people that's the only way they can do it or they've just decided that that's how they want to do it, but it's like, yeah. bro, I got to figure out how to sell some tickets with this shit because it's like, other than that, it's not... It's fun, but it, it it's not fun. It, we don't have an audience. No, brother. at some point, it's yeah, not. And, yeah. Well, I can see that you 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 definitely figured that out. It's like that's why you make a lot of media. Like you have a, a pretty good YouTube following. It seems like your Facebook's been cracking lately too, bro. It's getting there. Facebook getting has your been fucking the best numbers thing up. ever that is I saw that. come across my way in the past. Whatever. Just are you monetizing your reels and people. stuff too? Yeah, I got that's fucking awesome, I got, bro. I got a strike against me last. I week. did too a couple so times. They just recently started. They they stopped me for three months, maybe oh, yeah? almost four months. They stopped me paying me. Okay, so I was like, fuck, and I haven't even really been posting since they gave me the money back. Um, but I think now that, uh, I have a bunch of content, which this was a, a remark I wanted to make to you earlier to kind of circle back around to like rumble and just having that content and getting in the algorithm. I think with you, with the catalog that you have and kind of me too, cause I have like 50, 60, hundred videos I could go post on rumble over the course of a month. Right. And kind of do one a day yeah. and that may help. Um, and just kind of being consistent. And even if you are copy and pasting everything just to kind of, um, get, a, get, get a shit. foothold over yeah. there. Yeah. Copy and paste all those descriptions. Um, that's not a bad idea. I think I may do that myself and even kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know. That's not a bad idea though. Just to, oh, since you already have the content in the catalog to just fucking yeah. go hard with it. And I was also thinking about it from the sense of like out of, you know, out of it's like Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, Hodge twins, like all these fucking, I haven't heard of many comics being over there or just people doing something different. It all seems very like politically oriented sort of things. So it's like to pop up, maybe get some traction, in the algorithm where yeah. it's like, here's a break from, you know, school shootings and you're not lying. Fuck else. Everybody else is talking about, you know, it's your, yeah. your big goofy fucking face showing up. In there. You need comic relief. Yeah. I want, yeah. You want your fucking head just to fucking, Hey everybody just wanted to say that. Yeah. You know, to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. In, in social media too. That's like the world we live in. People just want to see your fucking face. Mm-hmm. People like it. People like you fucking smiling face. People love yes. it. They develop a weird relationship with you. Sometimes, yeah. you know? no, you're not lying. <laughs> and the more followers you get, it gets weird to you. Yeah, like when people meet you out, and like, well, like if you ever meet someone who you don't know, but they only know you from like the internet, and they come to your shows, it's a weird experience. Yeah, you're like, oh, so this thing is working. Yeah, it's kind of like fucking proof. It's like solidifies it for you, and you don't want to be weird, right? You don't want to be like weird about it. You want to try to be cool, but also be respectable. Of their time. I always try to give them a little, like a few minutes of my time. If yeah. someone ever recognizes me or cares about what I'm doing, you know, I try to like ask them about themselves. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just think that's important. Yeah. And there is like Aaron Weber does a real good job at that of like talking to the, like everybody who kind of wants to talk to him. And it's like, 
you you meet a lot of people after shows and it's you, you want to have a genuine moment with everybody ideally but yeah some people are just a bit much they're you know weird i mean yeah, some people yeah, some people yeah. are fucking strange or go home with my wife yeah yeah <laughs> or they you know and especially like with podcasts and and everything like people people know especially like you doing a weekly podcast like aaron is he's on nate's podcast or whatever those yeah, yeah. people like you're their buddy they know a lot about you yeah. and then they show up and just start talking, telling everything about you to you. And you're like, who the fuck <laughs> is this person? And it's not a bad thing, but, but it's, it's just a super like, fan. it's such an interesting, it's an interesting interaction to watch happen between Weber and these other people. But also it's like, man. And then some, you know, people bring him candy. Somebody brought him a couple cans of chili last night. It's like people were People are strange. It's like what I was saying, though. It's like it's like what we're doing, just that next level, like that next level of an audience, right? Yeah. It's like once you get on those huge platforms, it's like a small percentage of those people will really, really fuck with you heavy. Yeah. Like they're like you said, that's my buddy. That's my best friend. I listen yeah. to this guy every day. Yeah. I rewatch his podcast. Yeah. Like, and especially with them because they have four people on their podcast. So it's it's the Nate Land podcast. So it's Nate Bargazzi, Brian Bates, Aaron Weber, and Dusty Slate. So in doing and having four people, you can have your favorite too. You yes. know what I mean? You yes. can be like I'm more I'm more of a Nate guy, and the people who are coming to Weber shows are like more of an Aaron guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then there's Bates people, Dusty people. They like them all, but then in having the four people, you can pick your favorite too. They're like so the Southern Beatles of comedy. Kind of, oh, dude. That's like perfect. That's like a perfect analogy for it. Yeah. Yeah. They low key are, dude. Because they all have a lot of different good old boys. Those guys got different styles too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they all do. They all work clean, but they all have a different have a different style of telling jokes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I watch uh, Nate Land every now and then. I, wa I follow Nate uh, and all those guys on social media. And uh, I love seeing comics do well. I love, like, you know, seeing guys that you watch them do stand-up for years, and then all of a sudden they got, like, a successful podcast or someone's throwing them in a movie or it's great to see that happen. Yeah. Dude. It means that there's hope for guys like me and guys like you yeah. to keep, just keep just moving. Just keep doing it. Yes. That's what it is, man. If you just, some, at some point, at some point, somebody might have something for you. And maybe yeah. your dreams come true. Maybe they don't, but somebody might. And then, and then, but there's also, you know, as, as much as we like to look at the people who have gone on and have gotten some crumbs thrown their way, whatever it is, how many other people has that not happened to? I think a lot of people, there's a lot of people who say they've been doing comedy for 10 years, but it's bullshit. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, I know. So maybe that's who I'm probably thinking of in that scenario. I've difference. been doing it for 10 years. And it's like, well, have you really? Yeah. Well, I took four years off and then I took two years off. But have you been on the road and have you been fucking eating ramen and doing a podcast yeah, every week and yeah. fucking grinding your dick off, yeah. or, you know, and driving state to state? Yeah. No, maybe you haven't. You, doing anything. You do that for 10 years and see what happens. Yeah. It will work. Yeah. No matter what. Don't give yourself an out. Yeah. Know? Yeah, instead of going, nobody's nobody's coming to my open mic to see me to make me famous. So, well, quit your job so and fuck fucking go on the road. Man. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> go the thing. fucking get funny. People don't. People want to work the road, but they don't. Everybody who does comedy is like, man, I want to get on the road. I want to work the road. And then it's like, well, I lived out of a van to be on the road as much as I was. You probably, what do you got? You got a fucking 40 hour a week job. How many, how many bills do you have? The comforts of life that you enjoy. Yes. You don't want to be on the road. You yes. don't want to be. It's not, <laughs> it's, a it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. It's totally exhausting. And sometimes it's no fun at all. Sometimes it's downright not fun, but, and you don't make any money. 
you make no money being a road comic. You know, you lose money. Yeah. You lose fucking money, especially coming time. up, especially coming up. Yeah. All yeah. you do is lose money. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I think it's like a stock though. It's like you believe in yourself and you just like keep investing and yeah. you keep invest. I was telling young Mark this earlier. I was like, dude, like a year ago when I started this show, I was in my living room and then I got a deal with the studio to, to work out of here. And then like now I have almost 300 subscribers and it seems like YouTube's really starting to push my videos. And like all the work that I've been doing is like it's echoing back to me. And I think that will happen in a few years again, right? And and for, for all of us, the people who really just keep pushing it and pushing it. Yeah. You know, and we fucking just keep starving ourselves and making it work, dude. It will work eventually. If you're funny and you know, I don't know, I got this crazy voice in my head that tells me to just keep going, right? Like that's this, what it is. It's like it's like, dude, you got this, figure it out. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the same voice that was telling me I was funny when I wasn't though. So I'm just like I'm trying to trust him because it, that worked out like eventually and now I'm getting bookings and now I've figured out how to write jokes. And, and so I had to listen to this guy. I have to listen to this voice. I have to keep following it. I think. Yeah. I think it's a lot of not, uh, believing, believing something in yourself that maybe nobody else can see and, uh, and just not stopping. Yeah. I think that's what, it, I think that's probably anything in life, anything that you want in life, regardless of comedy or whatever. It's like, you gotta be obsessed. That's it too. But also just don't, give up and also you have to be honest with yourself about how much effort you're actually putting into the thing yes a lot of people don't do that at all that's a lot true of people are like, i'm giving everything i got it's like well don't if 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 you're giving everything you got and you're not and you haven't gotten anything out of it maybe you should take a look at yourself and see how much you actually put into the thing i've had to do that a hundred times you know and then and then i revamp and then i like yeah what's to. not working yeah all right well uh, don't do that even though i thought it was a good idea yeah you know not everything we make is gold too and uh mm. that's the whole point of like i think open mics in these few years of doing like shit bar gigs and all the stuff that i'm kind of in the mix of now as i'm growing it's like all the stuff I'm doing now is so that I can be better, so that I can get a thicker skin, so yeah. that I know these jokes work when I get to that level, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it all makes sense. As much as it sucks, eventually you're like, fucking, wow, that was so necessary, right? Like all the shitty things that I've done so far, I think that way about. So I hope that I can look back on the, you know, on these things in, in the future and, and feel the same way. I don't know. Yeah, and the... And the shittiness never ends anyway. It just gets less shitty. It's not like if you, if all of a sudden you're headlining comic, selling out shows, it's like, it's not like all of a sudden you don't have bad shows. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're probably still bombing stuff. Like, like it happens from time to time, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Life will come up and bite you in the ass. Yeah. You have a bad day at work, even yeah. as a professional comedian. So, but being able to deal with that and realize it's not the end of the world. That's like, like a very Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino way to look at comedy. What? Just like that angle, you're like, you know, it doesn't matter what level, like, you you know, you're still a real person. You still have a bad Oh, day. yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I like that visceralness. Like, yeah. You have a cool outlook on life. I, I fucking, I dig it. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, a little bit more grounded, I guess. For sure. I don't get. Uh, it's the hair. It could be the hair. <laughs> the I weed. just don't get caught up too much in anything, man. It's just like, uh, you know. Yeah, you're you're an intellectual type. I can tell you like to just kind of figure shit out, huh? Yeah, well, I've lived a, I've lived a life, too, I guess, that most people haven't necessarily lived. So I think it's just given me a lot of perspective and just, I don't know. I have just have a lot of calmness in my life lately seems like where nothing really matters i'm not too worried about anybody doing anything and, and comedy wise i don't care about who's getting whatever they're getting 
I'm in my own lane. I don't really even know who's working right now. I don't pay attention to specials just because it's like, not that I'm trying to be a dick that I think I'm better than it or whatever it is. It's just like, I'm not worried about anything that's going on in comedy other than myself right now. I don't care who's getting booked on shows. I don't care who's not getting booked on shows. It's like, I'm doing my own thing. And that's it. That is all I'm doing is my own thing. I'm not participating in the shit that other people are doing. So it's like, I'm not going to worry about that because they set up traps where they want you to care about the stupid yeah. shit that goes around comedy. That's got nothing to do with your jokes. It's like, it's all the open mic shit of who's getting booked and your whose team are you on and this and that shit. And it's like, I'm not doing any of that. It means nothing. You figured it, it doesn't. out. It doesn't. I doesn't. think that's why you're, that's why you're starting to become successful brother is because you've, that mind state right there alone is like a great way to, to, to look at this game and approach it because you, if you give a fuck about anything other than what you're doing, then just, it's just a distraction distraction. It's just another thing in the way to it keep makes you, you from your next goal. You lose, uh, you start losing value in yourself too. Cause you, you know, compare yourself. That's it too. Especially, especially with comedy. It's like the shit we were talking about before we started recording just about how it's a small club and there's a lot of weird relationships and show business in general. So it's yes. like, You've been working your ass off and you know, you know, these people who are getting things and are like doing well and you've been on shows with them and you've seen them work and you've worked with them. And it's like, I know I'm fucking better than this person. I have been every fucking time we've been on a show and not anyone in particular, just a lot of people I've encountered. Yes. They pop off, get this, get that, get, and there's a lot of people who do get it that are fucking hilarious, but it's like, but talent doesn't always outweigh relationships. Yeah. And it just, it makes you, it's like, I'm not what they want. I'm not, but it's like, who gives a fuck? Find who, find who wants you. Cause you know, those people are out there. You know what I mean? So that's been, that's so, and that's been the internet recently. That's all it is too, man. It's, It's easy to do. If, if you're doing comedy and you think you're good at it, it, and let's be honest, you can get on the internet and find tons hundreds of clips that have millions of views that are fucking god awful that have no jokes that people just watch but if if you're not doing it for yourself fuck off i don't have time for people to be fucking sulking talking about what they're not getting this that and the other when they yeah. don't put in any work at all yeah you know 100 percent, bro i don't have yeah so i just got blinders on right now i, I love that like, bro. especially over the past I, couple few months where it's like i'm just fucking tunnel vision right now and I don't know exactly where I'm going, yeah. but get the fuck out of my way at this point. And mainly I'm saying that to myself too. You well, know I've what been, I mean? Dude, a lot of your podcast clips are a lot like that. What like that, that rant you just did was like, and I really love that, bro. It's so motivational. And like, I don't know, bro. I just fucking, oh, hell you're yeah. just being, <laughs> you're just, you're just being very visceral, bro. And you're just fucking like, well, you're, I, I love it, bro. Where can, where can people find you so that they can oh. see more of the Joe Kelly experience and they can, and they can watch this face to face every week. Joe Kelly comedy.com is my website. It's K E L L E Y at Joe Kelly comedy, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter too, Joe Kelly comedy, whatever it is. It's all at Joe Kelly comedy, youtube.com slash at Joe Kelly comedy, Joe Kelly psychedelic experience is the podcast, but Joe Kelly comedy. If you go to my website, you can get, you can find everything from there. But if you're just looking for one thing in particular, Joe Kelly comedy is all you need to know or utilize shrooms. That'll get you in touch with everything as well. Utilize shrooms. That's yeah. a, is that your, website? that was my original, like a, uh, that was my original handle for everything. That's dope. When I first got back from Maui, I was living on Maui for a little bit. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to get in touch with social media. Now this was like 2012, 2013. So I was a little bit late, but it was like Twitter and shit. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have a fucking nickname. So I was like, utilize shrooms. 
and it was kind of a brand or whatever it was for a little while. But then I'm getting on shows and people are like, we're not going to tag that. So (laughs) So then I made Joe Kelly comedy to be more a little bit. And also it made it to be like a business account, a public account, whatever that shit is. So that's the yeah. one I work with. But I switched the Utilized Shrooms one over too recently. Follow me on at Utilized Shrooms and Joe Kelly Comedy. That's what dope. am I talking about? Before, uh, <laughs> look, before we close, I have to tell you a funny story because like that's the same thing that happened to me Like as I started becoming like just as I started filling out resumes when I got a little bit older and also just sending bookers or just sending people stuff in general. It's like I had like 69 in my old email. It was yeah. like Johnny Woods, whatever, 69. Type. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all yeah. right, I cannot send this as a grown adult, right? No. So fucking no. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you know how many people didn't get jobs because they were born in 1969 just yeah, because no, of that reason? Yeah, yeah. You're like 42069 smokeoff.com like, Gmail. Birthday, dude. At gmail. Yeah, you're like, it's what the April 20th, 1969. Utilize Shrooms. You guys follow Utilize Shrooms. Thanks for watching this podcast. Make sure you go down to the bottom and subscribe and hit one of these videos, or maybe you can hit one of these videos. Thank you, young Mark Perkins, for being here today. Appreciate you, buddy, as always. Peace out, everybody. Great job, Mark. That was awesome, brother. You got the fucking the intro thing and the stuff.